0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and for the second year in a row, I am joined by my good friend, Aram, in Toronto for
1: the playoffs. Well, welcome, man. Yeah, it's, it's good <laughs> to be here. Spring is here. Uh, it's been a while, but spring is here, and that means the playoff season. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting into this and um, seeing what kind of a sequel we'll have this this playoff run.
0: Yeah yeah I mean I've had a few days off admittedly since the end of the end of uh, the season which was like what 5 days ago and I feel good I feel good like I feel like all the angst and kind of frustration of the season is kind of is is past me now and you know everybody is O and o record wise, so there's no more like oh, hovering around five hundred chatter, and we get to start fresh, right? This is what we've always wanted, just get healthy and whole, and it looks like they're gonna be that way for the playoffs and uh, to me, this king's matchup it's it's the one that I had had wanted. How about you,
1: yeah, me too, me too. I mean, first of all, I mean thank you know you felt rested. Like imagine how the, you know, our our old head uh you know championship dynast dynastic uh core is feeling. They must be getting recharged. And like watching those play-in games, it's like, oh, thank God we, <laughs> we got out of the play-in, right? And you know, it, it's lined speaking of the game, I I think it's lined up pretty well for us. Um this is not a matchup that's gonna be easy, but I think it's the it's the pre- preferred path. Uh, you know, there were there were possibilities of playing the Suns in the first round, which I, I, don't, I don't. I think most of us wouldn't have wanted to see that. Um, I think this is a good way to kind of lie in the weeds, work some stuff out, get Wiggins back in there, and uh, and go on a run. And this is what we've been waiting for all season. Because I mean, you know, not going to lie, uh, this season's been pretty frustrating. But like mm-hmm. you said. You know, uh, we're o and o. We don't have to worry about the road record anymore. You only got to win one on the road now, uh, and just hold hold uh, hold serve at home. So, uh, which they've done before. So, uh, as frustrating as it's been, uh, it's it's clean slate, and here we go.
0: With the Kings, it's it's crazy to me because the main reason, you know, is the short distance of travel, and then you know, there's. Other benefits, the Kings are good, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they only finished
1: <laughs> four games ahead of the Warriors. You know, you can count the the losses that we kicked, you know, that would have equaled yeah. four wins, right? Like Charlotte, yeah. Orlando, Detroit, blah, 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 right? Like you could easily yeah. just like rattle off some that we would have been exactly in their position and had home court. I mean, uh, but we're not here to talk about the past. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, you know, it comes in yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, it, I think it, I think it aligns well. I think it aligns well. Um, I, I, you know, I would also say that they're a fun team to watch too. I mean, you know, check back with me after two games, you know, if we're in a O two hole, like they won't be so fun to as an appointment anymore, but, uh, but I am looking forward to it. Like I, I like their style of play. They have some fun players. Um some familiar some familiar faces that kind of thing um and uh yeah it's 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 kind of nice to see the uh the new old warriors right <laughs> uh, a, a different version of of what we remember of the the playoff drought uh i'm curious if uh if they're gonna do do they do cow- the cowbells anymore like remember they used to do that right yeah, they, yeah. they used to do that do they still do that
0: i think before the last game the uh, warriors game up there they have like a giant cowbell that they ring, <laughs> a ceremonial like ring of a cowbell. Because on League Pass, you know, you don't always get the commercials. You see like the, the in-game feed. And I think it was before the game and they were ringing this giant cowbell. And I was like, yeah, embrace that. Go for it. You know, it's funny, man. It's like, you know, remember before the Warriors played the, the Raptors in the finals in 2019, I kind of liked the Raptors and I kind of liked the Toronto fans. And that's how I feel about, sacramento because during the season i was like uh, happy for mike brown i was like if it's not the warriors i'll i'll take sack uh but i have a feeling that during the series that'll change it'll be like the raptors i'll be like i hate those guys <laughs> you know
1: 100 <laughs> I, I, seeing... I hate mike brown i hate their fans <laughs> i hate cowbells you know
0: <laughs> yeah we're, we're already seeing like the fans especially on twitter and you know uh come come at each other and stuff like that. I've had a couple of people comment to me something about the, the, uh, the Warriors not being able to beat the Kings this past season because of, you know, a missed foul call on, on clay versus her or even uh, resting people. But at the end of the day, you know, my response is, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Like that don't matter. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's, that's neither here nor there. And that just shows that, you know, we as Warriors fans have experienced deep playoff runs uh, for the better part of eight, nine years or something.
1: And the Kings fans, they don't even know what it's like. So Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting for sure. That's kind of like they're the new old warriors, right? And you think about where a lot of the younger fans maybe were 10 years ago um, with their kind of maiden voyages into the playoffs. Uh, Well, so we'll see. And, And there definitely is that kind of regional family, family rivalry um between these two teams and uh and just to tease a little bit later I do have a little a little thing uh that we can talk about some of their crossovers uh, between these two teams who have some linked histories but but before we do that maybe we should talk about uh the series a little bit um break it down i mean you know the we're all pretty familiar with the personnel each team is pretty familiar with each other so rather than kind of like getting into the weeds too much of like those matchups, I, I had a couple of questions that may be a little bit, uh, uh, broader, um, mm-hmm. bigger picture that I think that you will be able to extrapolate in this series, because I think, Hey, you know, no disrespect to the Kings, but the, the getting and winning a championship and repeating, that's the ultimate goal for the Warriors. Uh, sorry, Sorry Kings fans to sound so entitled but hey that's what happens when you're a dynasty you get uh, you get that mentality but so the frustration of this past season has been deep uh so i I'm, I'm i'm curious what what do you want to see in this series uh that's going to make you believe this team can repeat defense you know i want to see defense on the road
0: i want to see focus and execution. And you know, those may seem like general things, but those were the constant themes of the season. Whether it was Clay hunting shots. I mean, Clay's been great, but there were, you know, early on, those were his flaws. Uh, shooting himself out of out of games, forcing shots, Jordan Poole stumbling over himself, making poor decisions, taking heat check shots that only Steph should take. And just overall. Like the team just playing together, being more on a string. And that's what I think it will take. And that's what we're expecting. And I talked about how a lot this season, it didn't feel like they were happy to be there. That joy was gone. I feel like, of course, winning helps and going, what, eight and two at the end of the season is helpful. But getting Gary Payton the second is helpful because he certainly makes... Steph happy. They were always joking when they were both injured on the sidelines. That's great. But like on the court, you could see how he affects them. So I think just finding that mojo, finding that rhythm, being who they were, honestly, maybe before <laughs> Draymond punched pool, not to put it all on that, but that certainly like kind of put yeah. a curveball in the in the vibe of the season and the team. And you know, getting Wiggins back and hopefully getting him in rhythm within this series, you know, first couple of games, hopefully some kind of rhythm.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I had the exact same points, you know, like just take this seriously now, right? Like so much of it felt like going through the motions and and I don't think it's just the players. I felt like the coaching staff had a lack of urgency too, You know, um, you know, seeing Mike Brown and remembering what he would do with the defense last year. And, you know, obviously, you know, man to man defense is, is going to be what they do most of the time. But, you know, every once in a while he'd throw those like curveball zones. Right. And you kind of saw that being folded into their defense more in the last third of the season, um mm-hmm. just selectively, you know, and, and it felt like it was like, oh, okay. Now you're actually like a little bit more engaged and you're not just like from the coaching from the coaching staff is just like, come on, you you need to get these players to uh, step it up a little bit, to think the game a little bit more and um, and take it seriously. And so, I I mean, I would be encouraged to see a little bit more of that and, you know, just to throw some wrinkles out there, just different looks, because I think what we saw last year and it's not to just like ride on last year, but that's why they traded uh, for GP2 was to kind of <laughs> ride on last year's fives, right? but you saw that they could figure out a team using defense, right? They mm-hmm, they figured mm-hmm. out every t- every opponent that they had uh last year. So at least a way to slow them down. Um mm-hmm. so, you know, I I think I think if we see, you know, two way wigs come back, I think it like a like a relative copy. I mean, he was playing at such a high level last year. I think it's probably unfair to expect that at least in the first couple of rounds, if we advance that far, but Mm -hmm. um, but if he's playing defense and rebounding, that's going to be amazing. Uh, GP2 has been promising in terms of the, the, the contributions and the change that he's made. And, you know, him and uh, DiVincenzo have been nice to have as those point of attack guys. So, you know, I, I think, I think that just like you said, those, those are the things that I'm looking for now. Uh, You also kind of mentioned my other question. uh, This kind of global question is like, what's going to, what's going to kill you? What's going to drive you crazy and make you not believe? And uh, my, one of my top points is uh, quote unquote, wild Jordan (laughs) pool. Just the one that you mentioned, right. Dribbling off his foot, uh, falling down, complaining, shooting 35 footers. Like it drives me crazy. He's such an important part of this team. Uh, this team's success, and I mean, I, I am hopeful that uh, how well he's been playing down the stretch is like what he did in the playoffs last year. He had a reduced role. He was coming off the bench, and uh, but he was doing what needed to be done. So, uh, I mean, I'm hopeful, but you just never know, right? Uh, do you have a non-Jordan Poole uh, thing that will drive you crazy if you see it in this series? <laughs>
0: I mean, he's part of it, but it's kind of a general thing. And I guess specifically talking Steph and Draymond, it's turnovers. They've thrown so many turnovers over the years. It's part of their game, taking those risks and making those passes. And there's a lot of passing in this uh, Steve Kerr offense. And sometimes somebody goes back door and, and you miss them or somebody you think is going back door and they don't. So things happen like that. But there have been a lot of times where those have been their undoing. And in the, one of their last few games, I forgot which one it was. They had a ton of turnovers. Right. And, you know, people were making a big deal out. I, I talked about it. If this were just an outlier, then all good, you know? Uh, But this is something that, again, it's been part of who they've been over the years, but, their margin of error is much slimmer and we've seen them be extremely careless. And so it's, again, it's one thing if like turnovers are your one Achilles heel, but the turnovers, the poor defense, especially on the road, the fouling. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, one thing is like it's been talked about how other teams shoot really well against the warriors when the warriors are in, in their gym. Right. I think that'll be mitigated by the fact that like those teams were getting up for the warriors and now the warriors are getting up for the playoffs. So I think that'll be kind of canceled out a little bit. Yeah, And also, you know, Gary Payton, the second, right. I've I've talked about this and we've texted about this, how you get Payton and then you get Wiggins back and then you have coming in DiVincenzo. uh, And then all of a sudden you have like this kind of ripple effect uh, of, wing defenders, perimeter defenders, who all of a sudden it's like, you know, not that all those guys are going to be on the court for the Warriors at the same time, but show me a team with three or four excellent offensive perimeter players. And I'll show you like four guys. And then if you need to throw clay on one of them, five guys that you could put uh, throughout a game on those dudes. So that's something that I'm really confident about that i'm looking forward to because it was like just get in the tournament and let me see a team that could beat the warriors in four out of seven and not saying that it can happen but looking at the team that you know was around 500 all season long that's not this team right especially with Mm -hmm. peyton back and wiggins back and then you have the vets who you know mentally are going to be more checked in and the coaching staff as well so that's uh where you know i i kind of gained some confidence in them but if they start punting the ball around the court and uh throwing you know <laughs> passes like behind the back or bad uh transition passes and stuff like that uh you know taking care of the ball and 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 taking those possessions seriously and that also means like uh you know, on the other end, like I said, you know, not not fouling like crazy. Cause two of the stats I always look at are uh, you know, number of fouls, number of free throws, uh actually three stats um is turnovers, right? So uh if they can they always say if you win the turnover battle, you'll probably win
1: the game, or is that yeah. mostly like a football thing? <laughs> 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 but in theory yeah, it right? still so applies, like, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the point of you have to beat the Warriors four out of seven times and who's going to do that, you know, in the West, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the larger bracket at some point, but I i mean, I feel pretty confident uh, at the start here um, that if somebody is going to do it, it's going to be, it's going to mean somebody took a really big leap, you know, and that might be like Denver down the road or like, uh, you know, to, you know, there's always that, that, that team that, you have to vanquish on your way up. Right. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and that happens by taking a leap, right. A a team or an opponent, a player, that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, out of the West people, like, I guess we'll see, we'll see. I mean, there, there are certain teams like Memphis, Denver who, who want that. Right. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's the fun of it too. Is there anything you're excited for? I I'm really excited to see Kaminga in the playoffs uh one year later, right? Like last year he he wasn't ready. Uh and luckily they were able to absorb, you know, the fact that he wasn't. He's such an important part of this team, just like from an athletic standpoint. Um, like he and GP2 are like their only like athletic guys, right? Yeah. And so uh Wiggins. Yeah, well yeah, Wiggins you know what? It's been a long time. He hasn't played since Valentine's day or whatever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's easy to forget right now, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to see if this can be his kind of like leap, you know, that will just kind of like propel him forward um, for, for next season and, and, and his career, because, you know, man, he, we've been excited about him since, since draft day. And it's all Mm -hmm. kind of like, it's all kind of happening. Right um he's only what is he is he 20 he's 20 right he's still 20, 20 and he's two years over right yeah. so it's like this guy's really exciting uh and i and i feel like he's a he's a bright lights guy um we've seen him play really well in a lot of uh kind of more more marquee games and so that's kind of like the the thing I'm most excited for outside of, you know, of course, like I'm excited for them to win and I'm excited to see the, you know, the dynasty still, (laughs) you know, still trying to go for it. But you know, like those are kind of givens, like we kind of accept that like, Hey, Steph is going to is, is good for 35 and five, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's, that in itself is kind of incredible, but, um,
0: what are you excited for? Obviously Kaminga, I mean, like you said, we've talked about him early on and, you know, even before the draft, And I'm always just looking forward to him in front of a national stage because I think because he plays on the Warriors, he doesn't start, he doesn't get a ton of minutes or a ton of touches um, compared to other guys at the top of his uh, draft class that people underestimate how good he is. And granted, he's never been the first, second, third option on a rebuilding team, but but still, I always look forward to him showing the rest of
1: the basketball watching world how good he is. I want to. I want people to like tweet you or whatever and be like, "Oh man, why the? How could the Warriors get have him too?" <laughs> I want that. That's what I
0: want. Um, the other thing I'm looking forward to, honestly, is um, rotations. And combinations and closer lineups, because I've I've been saying since uh, since November that I felt Kaminga and Divincenzo had proven themselves as closers, and that Steve Kerr had a ton of options to close out depending on the situation, depending on the matchup. So of course you got you have Steph, Clay, Draymond, and back then it was Wiggins, but obviously we'll have to wait and see. So if you have those three, and then you can throw in. Wiggins, Peyton, Looney, DiVincenzo, Kaminga, Poole. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all guys in different scenarios that uh, you could throw out there. And you know, I'm sure, you know, we we know the ones that Kerr's gonna go with first and foremost, right? It'll be uh Looney <laughs> uh or Peyton or you know Wiggins, a combination of those three. But uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that and in a similar vein on a defensive side, like, like I've been talking about since the Peyton trade and hoping that he would come back and hoping Wiggins would come back and just seeing the aforementioned defense, because that that is, that could potentially be one of the better perimeter defensive units or like, you know, rotations or lineups or whatever, just guys you could throw out there. And to me, that's, you know defense wins championships and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and again in general teams that worry me are the ones that are much bigger and have scorers and guys who can do all these kinds of things uh but against most teams like that's what i like and that's what i actually like about them playing the the kings uh the kings are good very good but to me, the fully like healthy playing Kings, not resting Kings, they haven't played this Warriors team either. And some people might say just adding Gary Payton and uh awakens who hasn't played in a while isn't a big deal. But as we've said, like a focused team, uh a team that has a stronger perimeter defense than any time the uh, regular kings of faced the warriors like that's what I'm looking forward to right mm-hmm. like the warriors are a better defensive team potentially I mean probably <laughs> if they can do it on the road uh, <laughs> and that's where I think they have a particular advantage beyond just the experience you know what I mean because then if you talk about the experience stuff it's like. My question is like what the Warriors are probably always looking for. What I would be looking for is (laughs) like, when will the Kings get shook? Like that's Mm -hmm. always a question for these guys who have no real deep experience. The person who has the most experience is Harrison Barnes. And so do they know what that pressure is like? Can they meet the moment in that way? And I think that's
1: another thing where I think it's a checkbox for uh, for the Warriors, they're a nice team, you know. And you know, we haven't yeah. talked much about them. Like they, they are a really nice team. De'Aaron Fox is really is he's gone up another level. Um, but they do feel a little bit short on uh maybe some wing defense, right? For them to kind of advance far, and so that 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 would be the kind of big thing that I would count against them. I mean, they they have some nice pieces. I really think they're gonna they're going to have some good games like fox is going to have like you know a couple of great games um you know maybe they hopefully can turn you know, just slow him down a little bit make him a volume shooter volume scorer um but you know there will be a couple of games where you know their three point shooters get really hot and and they they win a couple i think so um mm-hmm. it's not it's not to like take them lightly at all um i think that they're just not ready yet you know to be honest yeah. um you know, yeah. So it's not it's not to take anything away from them, and um, yeah. I think they're just they're just not quite there yet, right?
0: Yeah, no, they're they're real good, and they they can present some problems for the Warriors, like uh, Sabonis is scoring, somebody staying in front of Dr and Fox. But again, like the fact that we have more perimeter defenders, you go back two months, and they're going to put DiVincenzo on um, on Fox. You know what I mean? If he's starting the game and then they'll put Kamego on him eventually. But now, event, you know, he won't start, but then you could put, uh, I mean, you'll put Wiggins on him, but most likely, you know, he sounds like he's starting. So you put him out there or you put Peyton on him next, and then you just kind of go through all these different dudes and you give them different looks, right? And again, it's like Herter before, I mean, I guess Clay would guard him, but you could also put Wiggins on him if Peyton's on Fox, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's definite problems. And yeah, I mean, I like, I like the Kings. I mean, they're, they're a a fun team, a good team, but I just don't think they're, they're there yet. I think, like you said, it's one of those classic things that although they're not all young dudes, like they're not like the Oklahoma city thunder in terms of age, uh, they they haven't gotten there yet. You know what I mean? And anything can happen, right? If the Warriors, (laughs) <laughs> the Warriors prove to be who they were during the season, then, Oh, okay. Uh, all bets are off. Right. Like, it's like, Oh, okay. Then all this, uh, lip service and platitudes gone, you know, but I, I tend to, uh, believe that they'll, uh, you know, they'll put on like their suit and tie for this one. Uh, <laughs> metaphorically speaking, because no yeah. one wears suits and ties anymore, but, uh, that they'll that they'll show up and uh,
1: take it. Do you want to make your prediction now?
0: Yeah, yeah, series? yeah. Um, my prediction is Warriors in six. I say that because <laughs> I give one game to the Kings because of Mike Brown, and the Kings are good. But like Mike Brown will figure something out to win at least one, and then the Warriors will cough up at least one you know i feel like that's just that's the lingering effect of the regular season yeah. that these habits that they've had i don't think they can all go away i think that it'll come back to bite them at least once so i'm going 6 if the warriors had played consistently if they were, if they were, if these were the warriors from last season i would say 5 uh just like i did i think i said 5 for the nuggets last last yeah. year for the first round i'm saying 6 i think they win at uh chase center I think they take one of the first two and then the Kings get game five (laughs) in sack and then the Warriors win
1: in, um, in chase center in game six. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm picking in six as well. I I just, for the same reasons, the the habits are hard to break and, you know, working somebody back into the rotation is also, you know, even if it's somebody who, you know, is familiar with everything, it just takes a little bit of time um, that, you know, may not all just be positive adjustment, right? So it, it will affect the rotation a little bit, and 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 whatnot. Maybe even more from the coaching standpoint, um, or just as much as the coaching standpoint of how to kind of dole out the minutes, how to integrate him back in. I mean, you see that they've been saying he looks great, he's been cleared to play, but uh, and he's a huge piece, and it's it's all like a positive thing and yeah they're they're going to kick one away they they just do that you know <laughs> <laughs> like they just do that I mean, you've seen it so many times right? <laughs> yeah, i mean <laughs> if we've learned anything then you know <laughs> uh, but uh i mean so you know i i think um it will be a it'll be a good series and um uh, now if i can ask um again even more zooming zooming out uh we've both picked that the warriors will win in 6 but uh let's play a little bit of a a what if game um what what if the warriors lose in the first round and uh what if the warriors win back to back championships uh i mean i guess oh. there there are possibilities in between but uh let's take the first one first
0: man i've said this for for months now um that the moves in the summer will depend on how At first, like if they make the playoffs and then how they look, how deep they get and then just how they play. Are they struggling? Does somebody get hurt and they lose? Uh, Are they clearly outmatched? Are there just flaws where it's like, you know what, you have to completely redo this. So, I mean, if they lose in the first round, I think a lot of changes will happen. I mean, I think that's just normal because even if they play well and then lose, that's that's like bad. Because this is a mm-hmm. series that everyone expects them to win, so they just couldn't get over the hump. You know, then I go back to all the thoughts I had around the uh, All Star break trade deadline, which is like, you know, you trade Wiseman to hopefully keep Draymond. So does that happen? Does Bob Myers stick around? Right, right now everything feels good. You know, like it seems at least on the surface that everybody's feeling solid and they're excited about this playoff push to run it back. But if they lose, then all those negative vibes, all the chatter, Bob Myers moving on, is Steve Kurd, did he lose the team? Yeah. Uh during the course of this series to lose the series. Uh does Draymond actually do something that hurts them? Um, so you know, does Poole does Poole look like he's the guy that you move? You know? So I think um if if they lose in the first round, I think at least two major names could go. And I'm not picking two, but I'm just saying like, it would be that deep to go into like, it would be one of the core vets. It would be, you know, like uh, Bob Myers, you know, I don't think it would be Kerr, but maybe Kerr, uh, Jordan Poole, you know, somebody, somebody like that. I think like, uh, I also used to say that if, if they were to come up short and not make the playoffs, I thought that everybody Would be on the table, except for Steph and Looney. Steph because he's Steph. Looney because no no team has proven to want him enough to pay him, and that his salary isn't like high enough that you know, like like the Warriors probably hold on to him. Um, And I guess I would throw Kaminga in that as well. Like, but um, at this point, but because back then it felt like they would have traded any of their young dudes. uh, But I don't, uh, uh, I don't think that would happen. So, but if they win the title, then. You come back with the core three, uh, Poole, <laughs> Wiggins, Looney, uh, vincenzo has gone, but you have Peyton back, you have Kaminga. So you got eight, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> eight guys of a team uh, where everybody in that eight has won at least two titles, you know, has two rings. And then you figure out what you do with Moody, integrate Patrick Baldwin Jr. You know, do you, Maybe see if Quinones can, can stick is Rollins. So you have some pieces, maybe you move and then you fill in with some vets. You learn from the previous off season and you find some ring chasers, you know, somebody that, uh, you can, you know, or a make good guy. I don't know if this collective bargaining agreement will take away their, uh, (laughs) that, that, uh, repeater or taxpayer, whatever mid-level. So that would hurt them, but I would feel confident they would also have their draft pick you know so if they could find somebody that is serviceable so uh yeah. obviously that's a <laughs> that's pie in the sky optimism right But
1: yeah like, uh, no it's it, yeah. that's all a that's all a good problem to have right like i mean certainly all these like details of the cba and stuff but it would be like who cares we just want back to back you know um but i think you would have to run it back and 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 go yeah. for a three a three peat that you didn't get the first time right like you would have to do it like you mm-hmm. know, like F the picks, uh, F yeah. the salary cap, just like pay as much as you can and go for it, right? Like, and uh, hey, we should be so lucky. That'd be amazing, right? You know, it's it's interesting, like you just going back to the first point, if they lose in the first round, I almost feel like that's worse than if they had not made the playoffs because, you know, losing in a playoffs that you are expected to win the series, to advance those kind of things is higher profile. It's kind of like, it's kind of like more embarrassing, you know, yeah. Um, you know, this team that was supposed to do this and they couldn't even do this, right? Um, you know, you miss the playoffs. You know, a lot, a lot fewer eyeballs are on you. So, I, I, I think they'll be even, yeah. To like echo your point, they'll be more inclined to make to make moves. And and who knows? I mean, I think that's a great point about uh, you know, pick two out of out of a core of people, and and it and it would probably be uh you know depending on how that series went and in what (laughs) and in what fashion did they get embarrassed right Mm -hmm. so um you know i think team management and ownership is often you know reactionary and um and emotional i mean that's why they get into this uh position in the first place is because they want to have that so uh i would expect it whereas if they win if they win a back-to-back like management would have no choice you know and, yeah. and you know just like you just like you said they wouldn't have to do too much you know again uh, a nice problem to have so you know there's a little bit of a NorCal uh, affinity for Sacramento and uh, and and Mike Brown and hey you know good for Vivek you know <laughs> he's just been <laughs> clowned on <laughs> for so long he deserves some Stauskas <laughs> He deserves nice things, you know, um, or his, uh, what was his, uh, playing four on five or whatever. Cause it worked on his kid's basketball team. <laughs> oh, was it like a cherry picker? Was that what it was? Like, I think so. Like, something like that.
0: Like uh, four, four guys on defense and then a cherry <laughs> <Yeah>. picker.
1: <laughs> and it was like his daughter's like, you know, like nine year old basketball team or something like that. Um, <laughs> you know hey think outside the box right you that's okay Vivek. just don't say it out just don't say it out loud you know mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> but uh but you know um and then you know we've mentioned that uh you know Harrison Barnes uh good warrior uh you know good good in those good early days um good dude um but also on our you know on the current warriors uh dante uh played briefly with the kings and seemed to to think that he was uh more in their plans than than he was so i actually uh went back uh through time and and we, we kind of did something similar to this when we did uh pick the best uh players who played on the raptors and warriors right uh, yeah, yeah. I, i've i've compiled a list of and it may not be completely exhaustive this is just people that i whose names i noticed or recognized mm-hmm. so i i i've I've created a list uh and we we'll, and we'll pick our our top 5 best players who have played for the Warriors and Kings. So I just went with Sacramento. Like I didn't I didn't go back to like Kansas City or wherever sure, sure. else they played, right? Cuz I I you know. So I think it's about like from like 1985 onward. So mm-hmm. um all right, you ready? You ready yeah. for this list? It's a, it's a it's a good list and there there's actually yeah. uh there's a surprise one uh that I know, that I know one of, big
0: name.
1: Well, yeah. Well, and and the the big one is actually pretty interesting. <laughs> so of course, well, you know, we mentioned Harrison Barnes, Dante DiVincenzo, but of course, Mitch Richmond, right? The mm-hmm. uh the 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 trade that uh changed two franchises in a way. Um the So Kings Mitch didn't Richmond really changed, but yeah. <laughs> well, well they they changed because they traded him for Chris Webber, right? So, so by virtue of that, uh, he eventually changed them. Uh, So of course that's, that's the, you know, the next, the next big name. Um, And now these names kind of go in, in uh, chronological order for the older Warriors fans out there. um, You'll recognize some of these names, but I'm saving the surprise one for the very end um, as a, did you know, Patrick? And so, okay, here we go. Uh, Mitch Richmond, Chris Weber, Jim Peterson,
0: um,
1: Vincent Askew. Rod Higgins. Um, I think I skipped around in time because Matt Barnes is much later. Um mm-hmm. John Barry. Uh Jim Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh he's mm-hmm. a good good broadcaster, actually. Uh he's, solid, he's yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, he's totally solid. Um Carl Landry. Uh All right. Omri Caspi. Omri Caspi. Scared to uh, shoot. <laughs> he was so good again. Like when he played the, yeah. for the Kings against the Warriors, he was always so good. Uh, Demarcus Cousins. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marco Bellinelli. Uh, Willie Collie Stein. Uh, <laughs> barely played for the Warriors, but uh, also from that ill fated season, Alec Burks, Kent Bazemore damian jones and uh, uh nba champion Namanya bielitsa um yep, yep. now okay now i'm i'm this is the did you know patrick did you know uh and this is quite the twist of fate did you know that billy owens played for the kings he played for he both actually Warriors played for the, the kings? kings yeah after they played he, a game he played oh, <sighs> parts of two seasons Wow, I did so this not. Is, so it's wild, right? Like, so he got traded for Mitch Richmond, who got traded for Chris Weber. And anyway, I I didn't know that. I was I was shocked to see his name on uh uh on on Basketball Reference. But there he yeah, was, the so, original number thirty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when number thirty is retired on the rat, uh, 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 eventually you'll say, uh, you, you know, that was a number of. Two great players. Um yeah. but uh so what would be your starting five here? Who who are your top five?
0: Oh man. Mean, Mitch Mitch uh, and Chris Webber. Mitch mean, and, you're
1: obviously Yeah,
0: Mitch Weber. Um let's see, I guess I should have written these names
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to yeah, yeah, I'll drop it in I'll drop it in the chat here. <laughs> don't,
0: don't I'll make forget it forget about to- uh, Harrison Barnes, Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're just thinking the
0: recent guys. <laughs> and, oh, I mean, I'll pick DeMarcus Cousins if he's uh, uh, in his in his prime. In his prime. Um, actually, yeah, I would take that because I'm looking at the guards. I'll take – I'll put DiVincenzo out there yeah. with uh, Weber and, and Cousins, you know, yeah. next Mitch to Mitch Richmond.
1: Richman. Yeah.
0: So that's actually pretty good. That is pretty yeah. good because I don't see any other guards I would take over over him. I'd have Matt Barnes coming off the bench for sure and uh, Kent Bazemore at the end of the bench.
1: I Are mean, you talking about prime Jim Jackson? He's pretty good, um, but otherwise... That's
0: true. Uh, Actually, hard. that's true. Jimmy Jackson. But I mean... Yeah, I mean like, but, but he wasn't he, was he was
1: never good for either team. Yeah. <laughs> he was
0: good he, like for the Mavericks, he was right? So prime on the Mavericks his first few yeah. years, so like averaging yeah. twenty-five points. So you know, I guess I don't think of him in that respect, but um if we're if we're thinking about like they were in their primes on either the Warriors and or, the, or kings. The, the Kings, then uh I would stick with that. But you good good point. If it was like in general in their careers, I would take Jimmy Jackson above uh DiVincenzo, or maybe over Barnes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know, this was a, a surprising list. Some, um, some, some good players on here. Some, uh, some others who are maybe not so great. Jim Peterson. Jim Peterson but uh, okay. Now, um, also crossover edition is uh, uh, four, four head coaches who uh, coach both teams. So we got, uh, so you got to pick your coach too. We got Rick Adelman, Eric Musselman, Keith Smart, and Gary St. Jean.
0: Oh. Wow. Um, that's easy. Uh I will take Rick
1: Adelman. Yeah. Just because he went so far with the, with the <laughs> yeah, Kings. Yeah. I mean, and he was he good with the Blazers too. I mean he he Yeah didn't, he, he wasn't able to do much uh, with
0: us, but uh but nobody could. That was like a raw deal. Anybody that uh, coached the Warriors in that nineties era was uh Doomed to yeah, failure, cannon fodder, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I dig Adelman, but also, you know, we forgot to mention props to Mike Brown for being the fourth attempt at a former Warriors coach of any kind in uh, his hey, like right? era to actually be <laughs> successful, right? They had Mike Malone, uh, Gentry, Walton, oh, right. Eyesight
1: uh wait i I totally forgot about those guys too oh man the more recent entries okay yeah because i was looking at the players i wasn't looking at the coaches you know what and i also (laughs) forgot forgot one more player uh um and this was i i highlighted this because i was like whoa this is a weird team the the 95 96 kings they had mitch richmond still that was a team that had billy owens they had byron houston um, mm. and also I forgot to put this in my list of players. They also had Sharunas Marshalonis. He, he was still playing by then. And, uh, I mean that, that would be somebody to put in your guard mix. Um, uh, although uh, he wasn't so great with them. I think that was that towards the end of his career, but, uh, uh, well, you know, always, always a, a beloved former warrior. Uh, oh man, I would put him ahead of, uh, ahead of Di Vincenzo then, you know, yeah, like okay. in, uh,
0: in in that rotation. So,
1: yeah. No, I, yeah. lo- I I love that guy, but this was a weird team to like. I it, it shocked me to to see this roster. It was like so many former Warriors, so weird. Yeah, yeah, cool. Whew. Um, you got anything else?
0: No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there you have it, folks. Our uh, <laughs> our Warriors Kings <laughs> preview. Both of us have the Warriors in six, so we'll see uh, how that. Hands out, fingers crossed that we get the playoff Warriors and not the the recent regular season Warriors, man. Thanks for uh thanks for coming on. And um you can find Aram on Twitter at uh Aram collier A-R-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Thanks, man. Anytime. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors, check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful.